0: Previously on X-Men.
1: And welcome back. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate your patience. I know we've been out for a couple weeks. um, But we're back and we are talking, surprisingly enough, our first individual X-Men episode. Um, We're talking Jean Grey, one of the original mutants, uh, one of the first class, and the timing couldn't be better, because obviously we have Dark Phoenix coming out June 7th here um, in the near future, and we are talking the mutant that is Jean Grey, a.k.a. also the Phoenix. Uh, So it's a great episode, and we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. Also just want to put it out there, we have a live show uh, coming to you in federal way washington at action city comics june 22nd it's going to be quite the event and we will have plenty of postings talking about how to get there and when and what to bring so do not miss it and thank you guys so much for tuning in we're excited to see you live but in the meantime Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez.
2: Sup everyone?
1: What's good, son? And then we got my boy, Z Killer. What's up, Zach Barlow? How you living?
0: Hey, 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 hey. I'm good. I'm getting ready to go in today. Uh-oh. Yeah. I got, I got a lot to say, but I think I'll, I'll wait <laughs> until uh, we get to it.
1: To those seven listeners on the edge of their seats, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. Out of the 15 that listen, the seven that are on the edge of their seats. <laughs> buckle you know, up. The other ones that chose the wrong podcast, you're in for a treat as well. Um, so Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We're, Thanks, we're too. Uh, in the midst of memoriam. I think that's a word. Uh, just remembering the, the fallen troops and the, the brave men and women that protect our country. Uh, you guys done anything fun to celebrate this weekend?
2: Uh, not really, just hung out. I went to, we went comic book shopping a little bit, found some, like, classic comic books that I've been looking for, some amazing Spider-Man stuff, so. um, Uh, went to this place called Hill of Comics in Auburn, I don't usually shop there, and they have, like, a lot of, um, like, Doug has, like, a lot of, like, almost everything, but he has nothing but, like, old stuff, you know, so I only bought, like, two comics or something, try not to. Mm -hmm. Comics anywhere else besides Action City, but I was gonna say, yeah, uh, I know, but um, Andrew and I just drove by there and we're just like, hey, let's just check it out, you know, let's do something on Sunday. So we're like, let's go check out those, uh, see what they got. And it's a nice store and everything, but um, it, it just had if you're looking for like older stuff, they've got it. Like, they had an amazing Spider Man 300, they had three of them there, they had a graded one, and then they had two that were, um, not, uh, Um, hard graded like in the blocks you know Mm -hmm. and so but that's kind of what they have you know you walk into action city and they got like statues and current and older stuff they just don't have a lot of older older stuff or stuff like that so but they have a lot of more variants which are nicer but yeah that's fun just something different we haven't done that you know gone in another comic book store for years so cool nice so that's where to
1: go if you want the vintage yeah good to know what about you zach you do anything cool
2: uh
0: i went golfing yesterday
2: no, nice. Oh, how that?
0: Pl- played around 18. I actually shot the best I've ever shot in my whole entire life. Really? I-, I don't know what it was, bro. Like, I got a bang inner drink before I went golfing, and I've <laughs> never drank those. It has, like, BCAA <laughs> amino acids or some shit. I don't know what happened, bro, but all of a sudden. So, I, I go to the driving range, and I'm just shanking balls left and right, like, <laughs> as-, as normal, right? Par for and the I'm course. just like, all right, this is going to be as frustrating of a day as golfing normally is for me. And then... From the first tee box, like, I don't know what happened. I just, it was like some, like, like Mike shit, except like Tiger or something. I just smacked the ball and it went <laughs> far and straight. And everybody looked at me like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen again. And then it just kind of kept happening. I shot like a 91. Damn. R 72. I know. I Jesus. know. Jesus. Good for you, bro. I know. I was like, what is happening here? So, that was yesterday. Um, Friday, me and Alicia had a land party which is uh, something I need everybody party. to know. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Uh, it's called a local area. It's, 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 it's nerd code for local area network. Essentially what that means is everybody in a LAN party, everybody goes to the same place, like the same literal house, connects to the hardwires to the same uh, internet, and then all gets on the same game in the same server and just pl- plays video games like till like four Usually it's it's accompanied with like Mountain Dew and like Doritos. Like you order pizza at like two so, thirty, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like it's just like the, just like the Halo nerdiest possible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Connect yeah.
1: your boxes and okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a LAN party. But uh, since since I I built this computer, um, I had Mark over here and Alicia next to me and Mark, and all three of us were connected with my buddy Cody, and all four of us were uh, playing Overwatch. <laughs> Till like four in the morning. That sounds like a good time, man. That's like yeah, the good dude. old days, dude. Just drinking beers and playing Overwatch till like four, bro. It was actually pretty fun.
1: That's a throwback, Ooh. right there.
0: I think we played probably 50 games and won like three.
1: That sounds right. That sounds more <laughs> accurate than your golf game. That 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 makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but it was well, still fun. Sounds like you might have been possessed by the uh, power of the Phoenix when you're on the, hitting the links. Maybe that might have been something that flow through your veins that day
0: yeah maybe because I, I doubt it's gonna happen ever again <laughs> i don't think i'll ever shoot a 91
1: again hey well you did it and it's on recorded podcast so it's it's official it's in the history books lock it in Locked. um i went camping over at uh this place called cooper landing which was beautiful and scenic and everything but that's not what i want to talk about i want to talk about uh an epidemic that hit our not in our country, but our world. And now they're making a TV show about it on HBO. And that that's called Chernobyl. And have either of you started watching that show? I now, have not. I saw it, dude. It's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so fucked how the Soviet union handled that situation. And like what the people went through. And there's only three episodes so far. The fourth one airs tonight, actually. Um, but like, you guys got to watch it. It's incredible. And do you do you know what happens when you get radioactive like radio radiation poisoning like i I played fallout you know so i I thought i knew what happened like do you know what it does to your body do you turn into the hulk no that's it's not gamma um it's definitely darker than that like it's kind of cool in the first episode it breaks up like how a nuclear reactor works and they they basically put these uh imbalanced elements next to each other so they like would react around each other and kind of break each other down and when they break these cells and elements down they create this what's called fission and fission uh generates this steam and the steam powers the uh the machinery which creates the electricity as it starts rotating so it's like steam energy but it's created through fission and so like first off the fact that somebody thought of that is just incredible but Basically, it, it breaks down cells. That's what it, it does to create energy. And so, like, if you're exposed to it, it just starts breaking down the cells in your body. And, like, it essentially destroys your skin, melts your organs on the inside, splits open your veins, and basically turns you into, like, human soup. Like, and you just die. And it's that fucked because... so terrible. It, it's, and it's gruesome when you see it. Like, it shows it. And, like you can't even take medicine because your veins are splitting open, so you can't process the medicine. So the pain is just, you have to deal with it until you die. It, like it, it, it literally sounds like the worst way to go out ever. And like the, the Soviet union is like sending people in to, to like, like hundreds and thousands of hundreds of thousands of people to like remedy the situation fully knowing what's going to happen to them. But the like, people that went in had no idea what was going to happen except for a couple of them. Um, but like they're just massacring the people like, it, it was just, oh man, it's, it's terrible. So, um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it because I'm, I'm 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 hooked on it and it's a dark place to go. But the fact I thought it happened a long ass time ago. It happened in 1986. Like that's like 30 years ago that this happened in the world. Like this could happen again. Like I'm fucking like researching nuclear power plants in Alaska and making sure that <laughs> they got their shit up to code and everything. Like oh man, super fucked up. But, so that was what my uh, Memorial Day weekend was surrounded around was getting depressed about yeah. the Soviet Union. Um, <laughs>
2: You should have go watch Aladdin. We watched Aladdin. (laughs) How was that? I was, actually, it brought me back to my childhood, which was amazing. There's so many kids in it. Will Smith did him. It was, like, the best part. I mean... um,
0: He was the best part? Weird. Yeah, he's
2: the best part. I mean, Amber and I kind of had a little discussion on it. You know, kind of like, you know, in the first Aladdin, obviously, that's, like, a staple in childhood for everybody, you know, from our kind of time frame. And, you know, Robin Williams stole that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, Will Smith was close like that. Like, it wasn't, like, such a lopsided where you remember Robin Williams more than anything. It was closer to being almost, you know, as good as the other actors were almost as good. But, yeah, he was, you know, kind of stole the show just a little bit. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a musical movie, so it was fun to watch. And we watched the uh, the actual Broadway musical a couple years ago, so, um kind of fun to watch but yeah that's a good movie it's, i kind of want to see it i'm actually kind of it. excited about it when i
0: first heard about it i i was thinking man will smith playing the genie i don't like i just don't like anybody playing like robin williams genie because i just yeah. feel like that was such an iconic character but if anybody can do it i think it'd be you know will yeah will or michael b jordan but um yeah. <laughs> either of those two and so i, I think know. Will that smith will in it. Sounds you know, pretty good probably did a he probably did a good job i do want to see it so yeah, yeah. that's cool so
2: yeah. it's either like go really depressed jordan <laughs> it's good <laughs> as well it's it is fucking depressing I'm, it'll be I'm, good I'm or guys. go have a go laugh and smile because there's kids in there dancing and throwing the songs and um and enjoy one of those movies. so i did want to watch that um show you're talking about is it like a documentary or is it like no a it's series? it's a
1: tv show so basically oh, okay. the the main guy in the very opening scene he hangs himself after oh. he records all these tapes cuz he was like witnessing and he was the scientist they had on board to like diagnose what happened and how to fix it and so yeah. he witnessed all the shit behind the scenes and then recorded it all onto tapes and then killed himself. So like this oh. is like a story of all the tapes of what happened behind the scenes and it's fucked up. So yeah, go far go face the harsh reality of what mankind is capable of and watch Chernobyl, or go just put your head in the sand and have a good time and watch Aladdin two. No. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. easy choice. It's a pretty pretty easy choice. I don't I don't I don't blame you. Um, so uh, we're not talking about HBO or a this episode. We're actually talking about uh, Jean Grey, the one of the original X Men, um, who's got a movie coming out, The Dark Phoenix. Um, is it June sixth? June seventh. June seventh. Right. Dropping June seventh.
2: Uh, it's going to be the last X Men movie, possibly for a little while. That you know, since Fox got brought out. So it's, yeah. Uh, oh, is this kind of, a Fox movie? It's a Fox movie. It And they're, they're oh, cutting X-Men loose here um, for a little while. From what I understand. How many yeah. times has Fox tried to tell this story? Um, <laughs> so like they just keep
0: times. retrying, retell the same
2: story. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Have you heard
0: doing? about
1: X-Men? Have you yeah. heard about mutants?
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, to- for
1: you. you could use these
0: characters to tell different stories. It's not even, have you heard about X-Men? It's like, Hey, Hey, have you heard about Dark Phoenix? <laughs> and then, like, two, three, two or three years later, new new Jean Grey, guess what? Guess what? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> guess coming what? Wait, wait, wait. wait.
2: Hey.
1: Dark Phoenix. It's like, who would have no, seen okay. it coming?
0: You just keep hitting us with the same
2: story. I don't yep. understand. Yeah, Dude, it's yep. it's
1: the epitome of beating a dead horse. So I, I love my X-Men, but at this point, I'm just ready for a break. Like, Yeah, it, I
2: think they're going to cut it loose for a little while. From what if, I understand, Disney just said... Yeah, let's work on something else.
1: Yeah, if Spider-Man, if the most recent Tom Holland adaptation wasn't so successful, I would have felt the same way about Spider-Man. But thankfully, they they saved it and it's still you know. Yeah, but those at least are kinda, they're
0: telling different stories. Yeah, I would with say those are different. Yeah, different. You villains. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. one thing to use the same character. I mean, think about the the Infinity Gauntlet arc. Like they used all the same characters for all these Avengers movies, but at least they were telling different stories. They weren't t- hitting you with the exact same, same story arc right? yeah. every right. single time. Like this is unprecedented this is literally
1: the same arc over and over again it's kind of madness and that's one thing i actually wrote down i was like when i was reading through this and i was like thinking about the movies they'd done like the reason that avengers was so successful is because of the origin stories that they created and like the slow play and they got you bought into every individual and then they combine them into a team like if they were to do origin stories for the x-men as individuals and then create them to a team like you'd be so much more bought into the approach but like throwing them all in at the same time like you just you're not that bought into any individual besides Hugh Jackman because he is crazy and Um, they also
0: gave Hugh Jackman like they wrote Hugh Jackman to be like the goat of the story right gave him the most screen time they gave him the most dialogue they gave him the most scenes and so you know of course you're going to follow Hugh Jackman as Wolverine but I agree I feel like the rest of the characters end up really just becoming like B characters to like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, who was, yeah. like, the main star.
1: As yep. he should have been. I yes. sense a little bit of bitterness coming from Zach there, but I feel like well, i made not, the right choice I'm,
0: there. I'm not bitter, bro. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like I think all three of us can agree. Well, actually, I, I don't know. Maybe we can not agree. But I think that they Fox has goofed the X-Men up. They're, they're ha- they haven't handled the X-Men well at all at any point of them owning the rights to make movies about the X-Men. That's what I think. And I think one of the reasons – for that is because all of a sudden they made Wolverine a god out of nowhere which doesn't make a ton of sense. I know JR's a, a fan of Wolverine and so is Jordan. So I might be in the minority here. And I'm not I'm even I'm not, not, f- not a huge fan of Wolverine. I just like giving you shit cuz I love cause I love, <laughs> his love. But story. the thing is is that he he's he's cool Hicks. but he's not a god. And um they just shit all over my boy Cyclops. Like why did they do that? <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> I don't under, like all of a sudden Cyclops is like the biggest bitch this side of the Mississippi. Like, no, he's the leader of the X Men. There is a reason why they have him lead. <laughs> and why? he died, right? In so the last stand, why he do you died. make him such a whimpering little girl?
1: He gets murked like the first 15 minutes of last stand. I know that's why this. it's the best X Men movie of Even all. Even who
0: they casted as him. Like, there's just like,
2: he's just like such hey, a nerd. Like, hey, like, nah, nah. he's actually
1: a handsome man and he's. He's great, so yeah. he's great in Sex Drive. Can't remember his name. Fun, it
2: was a great era. I mean, they all wore boot bootcut jeans back then. I mean, it was all you know. They all wore leather jackets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know
1: the, 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 that's <laughs> Jr's takeaway. Is there? You know, they.
2: You know, it's come they're on. are denim they're, and they're, they're leather. They're their bootcut <laughs> denim jeans and their leather jackets. It was a great time. I they mean, did
0: my – they did my boy Cyclops so dirty,
1: bro. <laughs> if this so is your first nice. episode listening to us, uh, A, JR bases his um, level of fandom on how their ass looks in pants, and B, uh, Zach has a man crush on Cyclops for no apparent reason. Um, all right, so now that we're all <laughs> caught up on where, where we're at, uh, Team Gambit, uh, we're going to be drinking oh, a drink that is fitting for the Cyclops, or Cyclops, god Plus, fucking America. Yes. Phoenix. <laughs> this episode. episode. Uh, that we are doing here. So uh, what we're drinking here is called an Aperol Spritz. And um, it's got a little a, a reddish orange color to it. When you mix it, it's a liqueur, Prosecco, and club soda mixed with an orange peel. So I, I haven't tasted it yet. Zach's been sipping on it um, since we started. So you've already tasted it, Zach. I have. What, what are your thoughts, bro? Um. Well, it's a little
0: bit bitter like my feelings towards this x-men saga mm. um it's 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 orange like it, it's a it's orange flavored i don't get a ton of the prosecco i don't know i looked up a recipe and tried to stick pretty close to the recipe as in i think it's said three parts prosecco two parts aperol one part club soda and then and then an orange yeah um the aperol i think is like the the overwhelmingly kind of heavy flavor and it's got a bitterness to it to me like mm-hmm. it's but it's not like IPA bitter cuz you know for some reason i think IPAs are are refreshing I, a lot of people think they're bitter but to me that like little bite on the back of my my palate like it's like a ah, type of feeling this bitterness is like closer to the front of my mouth and it's kind of like a um like an earthy type of type of taste like I i don't know i um i don't know like what i can even compare it to that's bitter but
1: it's hard to put your finger on i don't
0: love it i'll tell you that yeah i definitely don't love this bitterness this bitterness it's very it's very forward and overpowering um it's almost like imagine if you took an orange peel and just started eating the orange peel like the actual <laughs> orange peel not the orange itself but the peel yeah that that's like the bitterness kind of and and it's not my favorite um but
1: it looks pretty that's i how fancy I f- that's how i feel about jean gray she's not my favorite but she looks good um so i agree with you there is an earthiness to you that's really it's really hard to put your finger on it and i'm going to break down what's what goes into it and maybe this will kind of um you know put that light bulb um so it's aperol the uh the liqueur that's in it it's 11 percent um so a light a light liqueur uh it comes from the campari group it was originated in uh padua italy in 1919 um it was an italian aperitif which uh is basically a drink that you want to have before or after a meal. So it's kind of like an appetizer or a dessert. Uh, It was made um, of three herbs. There's a gentooine, which is like a rich blue flower that you grind down the root, and that kind of can come out into a flavor. Um, Rhubarb, which um, obviously is the Tacoma Rainier's mascot, uh, rhubarb the reindeer. And then uh, <laughs> cinchona, which is I think that's how you pronounce it, it's a red flower indigenous to Western South America. So there's two different flowers, and then uh, rhubarb. So it's got a lot of herbs um, ground up in it, and I think that at least you to think me, that they
0: color it too, or do you think those herbs like give it its natural color? Uh,
1: well, the this so the gentuans rich blue, and I think that the root is where they get the power from. So I don't think this comes from the flower, um, but the the uh, cinchona is a red flower, so if they use any coloring it'd be from that but the by, like this looks straight like melted red jolly rancher so i i might they might add some coloring to it um it just seems so like vibrant yeah yeah it sticks out it would
0: be cool if it was naturally colored that way that would be pretty impressive yeah absolutely
1: and it's uh yeah colored with uh fdc yellow number 6 and fdc red number 3 right. nope. so all right so very very natural flavorings and yeah. coloring in
2: there. Um, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> So I think that the rhubarb might be that earthiness that's really sticking. I mean, obviously, I don't know what the other ones taste like because so I've never had them, but I've had rhubarb before. And it seems because it seems kind of familiar, the taste, but hard to pinpoint.
0: While you while you enjoy that drink, I, I do have a beef I want to pick with you, Jordan. Uh-oh. On your Twitter, actually Instagram, you posted a video of a <laughs> mountain in water saying that Never in your life have you lived somewhere where you could drive a couple hours out of the city and be at the water in the mountains in a place so beautiful. I did help say me that. unpack that for you. I did say that. So unpack
1: that for me. Cause that is not true. CJ uh, voices his opinion on that as well. Um, Elise <laughs> and I had a conversation about it. Last night. <laughs> so, uh, there's two things to that statement. Um, one, a key word in that was to be isolated which is very hard to do in Washington. That's not even true either. Have you ever been to La Push? I've gone camping on Memorial Day weekend, and it's goddamn traffic zone leaving and coming back on I-5 every single time. It depends peep- on where you go. But there's like, there was like six cars coming back from there. Um, yes. It was so nice. And the other thing is, like, Washington is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Born and raised, Washington, at heart. hard. I love it. It's just in the summertime in Alaska. There's a little bit of a lake up here, just with the mountain range and the water. The color is just like a aqua blue. Like it's I can't even capture it on my phone how beautiful it is up here. And when you guys eventually venture up here, I will show you. It's just a different a different level of nature up here than it is in Washington. Washington's a very very close second, but summertime in Alaska, I gotta say it's gotta beat. Mm. that's 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 one man's opinion that has lived in both states so just saying but yeah i uh i figured that would ruffle some feathers never in your life (laughs) never have i ever um so just to close out on the aperol spritz uh it's definitely the second time we've had a a cocktail kind of a kind of a girly cocktail we did a cosmos for this um sailor moon episode and now we're doing spritzers for the the Phoenix episode. And, and while the, the drinks do symbolize the character somewhat, um, this is actually very a very trendy drink right now. It's so hot right now, and uh, <laughs> the reason for that is uh, it's it's kind of coming on scene. It's 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 sponsored actually. Uh, Aperol sponsored the Manchester United football team oh, wow. uh, from 2014 to 2017. So they, that was their kind of like first big promotion. They also sponsored a MotoGP, the motocross. So they're kind of putting their name out there, and then um, I'm not sure how caught up you guys are on Be- Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but Teddy Mellencamp uh, announced this as her go-to drink. So now it's all over. The what does that say? Community. What does that
0: say about a person if this is their go-to drink? Let's do a quick analysis. Get put your Jean Gray hat on and and go into their their psyche. Well, my name is Zach, and Apérol Spritzes are my go-to drink. What does what do you now know about me, Jordan Gray? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a, a very powerful mutant
1: um what i would guess is that it's very low calorie um it's just champagne club soda and a little liqueur so it's uh not gonna you know pack on the lbs like the um ipas would or even like a little heavier cocktail um so i would imagine that you're watching your figure if this is your favorite drink Zach. um also i think it is refreshing to a certain point it does have a bitterness to it but it's kind of nice because if it didn't I feel like it'd be really oversweet and you couldn't drink it consistently um, so it is a good summer mm. drink because it has that Prosecco in it and that club soda has a little bubbly to it um, but it's still bitter enough to where you can drink it consistently and not get sick of it um, and you might just like a little bit of a earthy spice to it you know it's just kind of it's a different drink and yeah it's unique I'm, it's not my favorite either but I will say I could drink more of these and I could drink more of Cosmos because I just get a tummy ache if I drink Cosmos too much you know so, solid, solid points. That'd be my analysis. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be getting drunk on girly drinks, and we're gonna talk about Jean Grey, who is probably my least favorite hero we've talked about so far, besides Captain Marvel, I guess. Really? I your just, least I, favorite? I, I got a lot of beef with Jean Grey. It's wow. That's, just, qu-
0: that's saying quite a bit. We've been doing this show for um, over a year, almost two years now. I your least favorite it's hero? So
1: ugh, whenever we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I feel like Jr. should go. I feel like we've been talking a lot. (laughs) Jr., how about you start by breaking down the origin of Jean Grey? Who who is Jean? Uh,
2: Jean Grey was brought to the pages of comic book history in X Men number one by our beloved god of comics, Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby. And I think to me, um, Jean Grey was was brought to be like the because it was even mentioned that she's like the caring and nurturing one out of the group, you know, that and this was like 1963 when she got out. So that I mean, you're talking early 60s, right out of the 50s, that wholesome family, you know, women aren't exactly at the forefront of anything and um, big at this time. And I think she was there to be that 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 mother figure, maybe, you know, in a house of of hooligans and mutants that had superpowers and. Um, so yeah, she was kind of one of these characters that seemed to always be in the background. Was she you know, a mother a figure
1: or the love interest? Cause I feel like everybody kind of had a thing for her while she well, was in the house.
2: If you're in, if you think about it from like a uh, perspective of like people in the house, yeah, she was like the, the best beautiful woman in the house. She was best friends with Storm. Yeah, who scored? Who scored um
1: it? Bro, everybody well, if, got a piece of that your so, G- the- jean gray sucks the- <laughs> <laughs> there he is. this is uh- my all right go ahead Jared, no no
2: you're right she did get everybody got i mean jean- everybody jean Grey got is, um, everybody got on she-, she you know she comes back to life quite often she got she killed herself a couple times comes back has a love interest uh mastermind got a got a nice little piece of that you know in the dark phoenix saga.
0: that wasn't that wasn't like cut like me off a, a piece of that uh, that wasn't mutual though
2: yeah I mean, that doesn't
0: really count i mean that's, <laughs> that's that, like was, that was that was a, a comic I mean, that was a
2: saga talk, based on rape if we're dude. gonna talk character issues here i mean we gotta talk about i mean cyclops and emma frost i mean okay, we're getting we're getting way ahead of time. yeah i mean <laughs> so but the, I, if we're gonna throw that out there i mean she, they literally had mind sex and that's you know so
0: okay long. guys okay so let's first of all cyclops is a great is a great guy I he's have a couple mistakes. Okay? I have notes but right we here. i
1: it against him. And there's two big stars that conclude Cyclops <laughs> is a fuckboy. That's what I have written in my Cyclops notes. Cyclops is not. After a reading boy. all this, a fuckboy. But we are getting Cyclops so far off topic right boy.
0: now. <laughs> Let me tell you how much of a
1: fuckboy he is. No, I'm he's just not. Kidding. He's not a fuckboy. <laughs> he's definitely. Okay, a
0: fuck boy. JR, what do you think the, the comic story is that this new Dark Phoenix movie is going to try to follow her at least use Do, as like a baseline well, 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 we don't even know we
1: haven't talked about like Jean Grey's powers or anything so. okay let's
2: let me let me read through my little synopsis here um, that I okay. got going um, let's see so obviously we're talking about Phoenix and Dark Phoenix which is the what's coming to happen in the movie and anybody who doesn't know the Phoenix force which is what's inhibiting Jean Grey it's a, mass, uh, ma- a manifestation of the universal force of life and passion which is quoted all over if anybody's ever read anything. Um risen from the void between um the states of being and the spawn of the universe. So it's um <clears throat> it's kind of like this um crazy. It's the god. big bang, right? Yeah. It's just like exactly like the big bang that came to life with like hands and feet and eyes, you know, and it it, it manifest you know, it goes through like a, a um it's kind of like a life cycle and and in fact there's like a, a love affair between the Phoenix Force and Odin. You know what I mean? So you're talking like celestial type of being here. Um, that doesn't always have the great interest at mind. It always, it kind of has that Santos kind of thought, you know, like, you know, what, what, it's kind of like almost a robotic thought process. You know what I mean? Like, if I eliminate these people, this would be because this will be for the greater good. Um, a lot of times. It, so and, it's
1: calculated? I thought it was more
2: like emotionally charged. It, it, it's emotionally charged, but it's more like, like, if I if I eliminate you know these individuals you know because but, but the anger takes over that's where kind of Jean Grey comes in. Um,
0: yeah, Jean Grey like gives it the emotion. Yeah, and then it that's gives when it, it starts in. to get kind yeah, of like, right. like by itself. It's very cerebral, but mm. then Jean Grey's emotion taints it, and then yeah. she, that's how she be, she moves from the Phoenix to Dark Phoenix based on Jean Grey's emotion.
1: But isn't so Jean like the only host that can actually like maintain the power of it and keep it like? I...
2: I think she's a, a she's extent? definitely the most the most pop the most um like the she's the first one that came to real but you know there's all there's all kinds of life forces that you know have taken it uh in in l- newer issues and newer comic books um the phoenix force takes over the X-Men and this is one of the great story arcs I think we're going to do this for sure is X-Men versus Avengers and where Cyclops mm-hmm. actually controls the Phoenix Force with t- three other ex, uh mutants which is uh Namor uh um, <clears throat> the White Crane, so Emma Frost and uh, Magneto and they take over and they become basically assholes <laughs> but they have to fight the <laughs> Avengers. Um so they eventually that yeah that that Phoenix Force it gets kind of controlled but Jean Grey is the, the first one. Um <clears throat> and so and just real quick the the Phoenix Force what it does it's kind of like a, a protector um to the Macron crystal and we're not going to get into the, the Macron crystal because there's so much but basically it's a door to Uh, The multi-universe, right? Which is kind of like the thread of life and all that kind of stuff we've seen in in past books. And uh, if anybody has watched the the latest Voltron, you know, animated series, the ending where the threads of life get broken up. Basically, that's what the McCon Crystal is. Opens up to multiple universes. Um, But let's... uh, I'm going to read what I got going on here. Um, But... The Dark Phoenix was created, or the Phoenix was created by a guy named Chris Claremont. Um, and for me, Jean Grey has always been kind of an awkward character. She's always been a character in the back, in the background, never a superhero to save the day, if you will. You know, she's kind of always been that, like, "Hey, I can, I have these Omega powers, but I think I'll just move this pot over to to block the view." You know what I mean? Or I think okay. I'll just...
1: I have a question about that. Yeah. Omega Power. So she's an Omega Power mutant. Now, is she Omega Power without the Phoenix Force or with the Phoenix Force? With the Phoenix Force. So without the Phoenix Force, is she Omega powered? Right.
2: But she's kind of always had this.
1: I'm asking. Oh, sorry. (laughs) She is
2: no – she does not have the – she's not an Omega Force without – she's just kind of like Professor Xavier, like a grade five. If you watch uh, the X-Men Last Stand, you know, she's up there. You know, she's not – like Magneto is like a grade five. Uh, But Omega, you're talking like godlike you know, super powered with the like dark Cyclops. Phoenix, um, the Cyclops,
1: not, but is not <laughs> <laughs> like Iceman
2: Omega? Iceman is. Yes. And that's the, the child of Jean Grey and Cyclops. He's Iceman. No, oh, Iceman. No, X-Man. uh, I think he becomes something of that similar. Doesn't something, like, he's super strong too.
1: Yeah. I remember when we did our draft, he was one of our orange. Cards. Yeah. He's
2: super powered. Um, but let's see, but with her telepathic, telepathic and teletic uh, tenetic abilities was the perfect target target for the, the phoenix force because she was able um, when she was in the books she was trying to save one of her friends from a like who got hit by a car and it kind of mm-hmm. connected her right she was trying to bring that person back to life with her powers and the dark the dark or the phoenix it was like hey something's going on here so they kind of like yeah alerted the phoenix like yeah the power and it that she brought had. it to her which I think in the book um, in the new movies because in the uh, original movies she kind of was born with that power and uh, professor Xavier kind of blocked it from leaping out Which was completely different, which is not
1: right. So she, there was psionic barriers within her head, though, wasn't there, to to protect her from the Phoenix Force taking over. That was not created by Professor X, though.
2: No, I think that was just uh, like it was dormant. Like it wasn't. It was maybe like something to protect herself. Um, So, like
1: a self-defense.
2: Yes, and okay. Um, let's see. So, see, Chris Claremont wanted to have repercussion for character's actions in his comic books he wanted the, to to um to bring to life kind of like the issues that maybe i mean this is 1976 that he did this so i mean there's a lot of issues vietnam war came out you know there was a lot of racism going out so he wanted to have this like um people's actions and choices have repercussions and so um he he invent, you know he wanted to do the dark phoenix so with gene gray he wanted to carry the character to be parallel to us and the normal world I quote: "The Dark Phoenix is the darkest shadows in every everyone's soul." Um, and so, all and all, he wanted for on all Jean Grey ever wanted to do was do the right thing. But for whatever reason, if if you read the Dark Phoenix saga, she kind of always did the, she kind of always made the wrong choices. You know what I mean? She when she wanted to save people's lives, she went to the superpower, um, and used the Phoenix, right? Which is kind of like you don't tap into that unless you know that, you know, you're going to turn into something evil. And she did that in the movie. You're going to see her, you know, protect the X-Men from like, what is that? Like a, a sun, sun, uh, sun beam or whatever, you know, a sun solar, um, yeah. and in the ship. And so she kind of did what they did in the fantastic four where she held protected them, you know? And so in the dark Phoenix, right. The Phoenix was <clears throat> from there. So, yeah.
1: And that and so this is where I get, confused and i get continuously confused mm-hmm. as we move forward because it's not a, was, yeah
2: it's very confusing a lot of this stuff is confusing
1: and a lot of the situations that they came to were retconned to like help out future stories like they like oh yeah that never happened because this or that yes like, like when when phoenix finally like because i guess from what i was reading is like Fe- like Jean was gonna die and because she was using her powers to protect the ship right and the phoenix is like, if you want to live, let me take over and let's right. become one, yada, yada. So she gives in. And then you would think she becomes the phoenix at that point. So she is the phoenix. But in reality, the phoenix puts her in a like a psychological cocoon or some shit and sends her to the bottom of the ocean.
2: So there's kind of like a theory to the, or um, It's kind of like a debate, actually, because the way Chris Claremont wanted to was it's kind of like a finale for Jean Grey. And when he and he switches over to the Dark Phoenix, that whole Jamal Bay was something that the newer writers after that time who took over wanted to bring Jean Grey back. And the way they could do that was and allow her. um, And they really at that time, there's I guess they call it like a comic book code at that time. There really wasn't like when the hero is a hero, he's a hero. You know what I mean? He does good. If he's not, then there's something changing its life, like something's allowing it to not be that like. Cocoon, like that's not actually her doing it do you right. know what i mean that, that, so that they text cre- her she's right. still pure so that
0: way she's still a hero right even though she's, she's still doing a hero. shitty stuff because <laughs> exactly. that wasn't her it just looked just like her it was a right. clone <laughs> and <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly and then in that time frame that was kind of like the comic book code there wasn't no anti-villain there was no you know it was good versus evil and that's kind of a different writer took it a different way so actually a lot of comic book readers at that time took offense to that because when they, they go through this like emotional Roller coaster with Jean Grey like how could she do this to the X-Men right like um and which was the, the Phoenix Saga continues in X-Men 129 through 138 which is the Dark Phoenix Saga Um whereas she becomes one of like the strongest villains that they ever have right she becomes the Black a Dark Queen. Phoenix the Black Queen and mm-hmm. she's manipulated by Mastermind and um <clears throat>
1: so that's where it gets weird
2: it gets really weird yeah so,
1: so Mastermind is, is Jason Wingard I think that's his name
2: yeah, and I think he was in like the first um, X Men, like they, when they rebooted the series, and he, you know the first class with this yeah. Kevin Bacon. I think that was that same guy, right? No, that that's him? that's Sebastian Shaw. Oh, Sebastian Shaw, but it's the Hellfire Club. It's the what? Hellfire
1: Club, right? Right. Yeah. So he's trying to get into this club, and by and, and to get in the club, he's trying to prove himself, and so he's right. trying to manipulate the Phoenix Jean Grey into like being his being being his companion right and so he's a master of illusions so he's putting all these illusions in Jean's head that making her think that she's actually somebody else right and in like a for like an ancient time where him and her were a couple so basically manipulates her into like loving him and like
2: yeah like he's like uh, an illusionist so he creates this yeah. illusion that she just falls into which is kind of an up and down story cuz you know she's But is pushed... she
0: like an omega level like That's psychic.
2: what I say she's an omega but Like, yeah. she's the
0: strongest psychic in the <sighs> universe but and she if just gets she didn't like manipulated see it coming, by the I guess dude.
1: maybe it was
2: Yeah, I, I guess at this time he was trying to create like she wasn't quite yet the dark phoenix she had you know she had been fighting um you know cuz if you read the Phoenix saga she's hardly even in it I mean there's a lot of distraction the X-Men are fighting you know Juggernaut and they're fighting you know, uh, they're in Ireland on vacation and they're, you know, they're not really like Jean Grey barely comes in at all. I mean, she's like in a hospital bed, you know, for the most yeah. part. And then she gets an apartment in New York with her, her friend. And then she fights, you know, um, like the a
0: sun, a, the sun god,
2: the sun guy. yeah sun God. And what's, he's like, what's a, his name? Um, Ra? I, I don't
0: no. know. No, it's, yeah, it's he's 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 the. God.
2: I, I know. Forgot what you're the name. About. It's a it's, it's a sun guy. Yeah, we he's basically what Silver Surfer was, the uh Celestial uh, or the, the the guide to um Galactus. We kinda he's not even very significant because we can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I but, got nothing. It's uh, not Sunfire.
2: No, but she fights him and uh that was kind of proof that she does have these powers, that she could be strong. You know, strong enough to be like Omega and which was supposed to be letting, you know, leading into like her future as you know jean gray the dark phoenix so yeah
1: so i mean during this path like you're saying like uh, a hero doesn't make these kind of decisions that she was making or does the kind of things that she was doing and even though she was under the power spell of both Mm -hmm. the phoenix and mastermind she did some messed up stuff i mean uh she murked all the x-men like they all tried to fight her she murked them and in the comic it said that's when she like Cut the last tether that was linking her to being Jean Grey. Now she's ultimately the Dark Phoenix because she's right. defeated all the no comrades. No more Jean Grey. And then she was like hungry for more energy, so she opens a stargate and shoots into another galaxy, and envelops an entire star and like just absorbs all of its energy, which destroys eleven orbiting planets with like millions, and millions of life forms on it, and then just flies right back. And like she just like murks an entire life. Like, Galaxy. Just <laughs> Is she was...
0: the strongest character in Marvel ever?
2: Um, No, I did watch this video about who can defeat, you know, Jean Grey. and there, Logan. Because some... she ends up killing Logan. Galactus, doesn't she? Wolverine. State Wolverine in X-Men, last Dan kills her. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> his eye roll. <laughs> um, so, uh,
1: there, actually, um, in the comics, Logan mercs her like seven different times. Cause she like he like finds her at one point, and she's like kill me, and he like kills her. And the phoenix like when the phoenix is still in her, and he like she like brings him back, and he kills her again. Like he ends up killing her like ten different times, right? Like it's like cuts of him killing her, and her and the phoenix bring her back, and the phoenix is like you want to keep going with this? Like we can go with this all day. So like yeah, G- Jean dies like so many times. He like, It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, they weren't even gonna bring her back, you know, at all. Like Marvel wasn't gonna bring her back, but um, obviously a lot of these writers brought her back and she's come back a couple times and she's I mean she's barely in the in the in the comics these days so I mean it's not an, i I don't know what's going on it's with
1: because she sucks
2: why they didn't bring her in she did lose a lot of popularity um but I'll I'll name a couple that were on that list to who can defeat phoenix you know or jean gray the dark phoenix um they actually had thanos on there if he if he had the gauntlet you know he could just snap the the phoenix out of there. Well,
1: Anybody with the gauntlet could defeat Yeah,
2: you. um they had um Franklin Reed, which is uh Reed Richards and Storm, Susan Storm, you know, from the Fantastic Four son. Is he, actually Isn't he creates, paralyzed? No, he creates universes. I thought he was like
1: uh, in a wheelchair for some reason.
2: And he's just a hmm. kid. so he Franklin they, Reed. Yeah. He was one of the options for our draft,
1: our for yeah. Horseman draft. If you so haven't heard our Horseman draft, go back to our uh, early episodes.
2: So good... go through there, um, and uh, so there there are some characters that can that can defeat her, you know, be a phoenix. Uh, Odin, obviously, when Odin was like, right now, um, in the comics, kind of like in the movie, he kind of like is a shell of himself. But in his heyday, when he had the Odin power, um, he can take her, and that's where that relationship came in. So there's you know there's there's some characters out there that can definitely take her on. Short uh, list, though. Yeah, very short list. So, What about
1: uh, Legion? Is he on that list? He's not
2: on that list. What about X-Man? X-Man is on that list. Is X-Man think...
1: Nate Gray? Is that who X-Man is?
2: I don't think so. Isn't Nate Gray? Um, No, that's... What's Cable's name?
1: Cable's Nathan Gray. So Nathan this is Gray. another thing I want to talk about, because as confusing as Jean's storyline is, because she continues to die, and then they make clones of her and everything... Her family tree is even more ridiculous because she's got kids with multiple different people in different universes. Yeah, usually different it revolves, universes. It revolves around Cyclops. So, like, all he's good hey. for is being a st- sperm donor. But, <laughs> he's a stud. Uh, he's
2: an S donor, as in voted so,
1: Yeah, so Cable is Nathan Gray. And I believe Nate Gray is the son of – so Cable, I believe, is the son of Jean Gray and, and Cyclops. And then Nate Gray is the son of Madeline Pryor in Cyclops, who was Jean Gray's clone. And he actually is like Cable, but he doesn't have the uh, that organic m- mechanical virus or whatever the Cable has. Right. He doesn't have that. So he's basically all of Cable without the downside. Uh. So he's just ridiculous. Right. And then there's Hope Summers, who I think is, I don't know. I was going to ask you, who, who is Jean Gray's kid? Who is Madeline Pryor's kid?
2: Who is? Who? There's so many. I haven't looked into it that often. There's so much. I mean, I'll be honest. I know.
1: It's so freaking
2: hard to it's follow. It's a lot. And um, I mean, Cable is the most famous one out of their kids. But all we can say is that Cyclops was a whore. And he's a fuck boy, that's why yeah, I wrote he has so down. many kids. Hey
0: guys, hey guys, come on. No, come so
2: what kids, so prior... kids in the future, he had kids in the past, he had kids in multi-universe. I mean Mistresses,
1: he's... fucking
0: he, his life was threatened most of his entire existence. He thought he was gonna die. Oh like what are you gonna do if God. you are you're, you're not promised tomorrow? You, signed up and for you have that, to go bro. to battle and you have to risk your life day in and day out. You might
1: as well just get it in one time, <laughs> okay. before you go. So if you go and join the military, last time. there's it just no so loyalty. That he
0: lived through a lot of those battles, if you and g- he got it in often. If you but that's not his fault.
1: The military, he was thinking
0: it might be his last day.
1: So every Navy SEAL can just go and be have infidelity's not a problem because their life is on the line.
0: No, no, you gotta you gotta go through battles like psychos. Like if you work a <sighs> nine to five in some office, you're I said, fine. Navy though. SEALs, dude. Oh, Navy Seals? Yeah, for sure. Go, 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 go ham. (laughs) Go ham. Go ham. If you're in battles, your life's on the line, dog. I understand. How? Oh my god. Okay. This episode's probably going to get me in a lot of trouble. So,
1: uh, so Madeline Pryor. This is something I was confused about. So, is Madeline Pryor the clone that the Phoenix made of Jean Grey when she took over? Or is Madeline Pryor? I don't know that part. I just know like from
2: they wanted to bring Jean Grey back but they couldn't so they came up with Madeline Pryor and so they she's kind of like a version of her basically and but when they brought Jean Ga- Grey, Jean Grey uh, back they basically just put her in the background almost you know yeah, so was, this is where it gets fucked
1: because as soon as Cyclops finds out Jean Grey's back he has a kid and he's married to Madeline Pryor and he's skips. Right. he's just out and then they are <laughs> okay, the story, okay right. guys
0: Think they're, about it, though. You're in love with Jean Grey. You're in love with a certain person. You think that person is the person you're with. Then you turn. You wake up one day and you realize, oh, wait, this person is actually just a clone. You're not even the real person. And this is the real person over here. That's understandable. At that point, you have a kid and you can't with just dip on your kid. F- Dude, that's like Scott just got catfished. She didn't <laughs>
2: know she
1: <laughs> was a clone. What? Uh- I don't think she did
2: Her name was one. different. I don't know, but all I can tell you is yeah, this is this is this is the story of Jean Grey. This is a, a a podcast about Jean Grey Dark Phoenix, but we're arguing about Cyclops. She is such one of those We characters. knew it was going to come to this. We all knew it was going to come we, to this. She's such a character that it is not a deep character. Um it's unfortunate cuz um I think she's got she got great abilities like I think they they they, they you know, she could have been um, something great, but I feel like they just didn't dig deep enough. They're like, hey, we're gonna dig a, a hole for a body, but yet we're only gonna dig it, like, three feet deep instead of six feet deep, you know? And it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's not like a, an investigation can go through there. You know, there was, there's a lot of confusion going on with, like, Jean Grey coming back, her suicides, her saving the Empron crystal, you know, saving the universe and all that kind of stuff, but, um... There's not a lot of, like, you know, you dig into, like, Wolverine. I mean, there's so much depth to Wolverine. I mean, even Cyclops has a lot of depth, you know. uh, You dig into, you know, um, Colossus. There's so much depth. I mean, he loses his arm. You know what I mean? It's just, there's so many things about everybody else. But Jean Grey, for some reason, she's just not, like, involved in a lot of stuff. I mean, they're making this movie, I think, because... They have nothing else to make, <laughs> like you guys saying they're. What are they going to make another X Men movie? You know, I mean, um, so well, I think I, it, I think it's a big problem for sure.
1: Yeah, and I want to go to to the heart of our show and, and ask a question. So, Zach, what do you think about the portrayal of female heroes in Marvel? Because we have Jean Grey, who's the Phoenix, who's ultimately the most powerful, like at times. But can't control her emotions. It's emotionally charged and is always reliant on somebody to help her and save her. We got Captain Marvel, who's uber powerful, but again, emotionally driven, emotionally overcharged, and gets into problems because of that. Like, we have Rogue, who is incredibly powerful, but always relies on somebody to save her and gets in these. Like, it seems like no matter how powerful they make a female character, there's always a damsel in distress kind of yeah. trait to him. Like, I do mean- you think that that's fair? Or- I mean, no,
0: of course not. Of course it's not fair. But, and I do, I do think that, you know, there is, um, that, that is real. I mean, that's, that's how these characters are written. And also JR, as you were speaking, you're, you're kind of saying like, there's not a lot to dive into, even though Jean Grey is one of the most powerful mutants in the universe. And, and I think that's true. I mean, I agree with you. Um, and I think that's, um, also a result of the fact that most of these comic book writers that have written these books that we were reading are men and the artists are men and, from they the 40s, kind of, 50s, like, and like, 60s. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so, like, if you – I mean, I mean, like, just, let's go back to Scary our conversation about Wolverine. Man. As shitty as that – as I, 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 I hate his portrayal um, in the X-Men saga, but the reason why he's a star is because they wrote for him to be the star, right? right. I mean, it's not like he showed up right. and then he became this big deal. I mean, they wrote dialogues for him. They wrote scenes for him, and, and they gave him depth, and then he became a star. I mean, yeah, he, he did a great job acting, but a lot of that was the writing um and so when we talk about characters like gene gray and we talk about characters like you know captain marvel these characters haven't been written at at the same depth that wolverine has or colossus has or cyclops has these characters haven't been like we haven't been able to go through their history and their past and and grow up with them and see them lose arms and see them do this and that because that's just not how it is so when we as readers are like okay I get it. Jean Grey is super powerful. I mean, if you think about even the arc that we read for this episode, this was the Jean Grey Dark Phoenix saga. She wasn't even in it for most of it. She was actually not absent for most of this saga. She was in a bed, sleeping, resting, while Colossus and Nightcrawler and Wolverine were on vacation in Ireland, or Cyclops was like trying to figure it out and meet them up in Ireland. So yeah. Um, I mean, of course, she had a major role. She did show up eventually, but it's just an interesting dynamic. I mean, they're not written at the same depth that these other characters are. And because of that, we just don't have the same content to draw from. So we come to the conclusion like, oh, these characters just don't have that depth. But I think that here's here's what I'll say. I think that that's going to change moving forward. And I think that with Captain Marvel, the movie, I think that things characters like that are going to start to get more depth. And we're probably going to see it in comic book culture from, from the actual comic books, not just the movies. Um, and I think that maybe – I think this Jean Grey movie coming up is going to be trash. But I could be wrong. And I think that maybe that's going to start – spark the depth that we're looking for. But, I mean, if it's not written,
1: we don't have anything to go off of. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that's just kind of – that's the, what it is. Who's the most
2: famous uh, female comic book writer that you know, Jare? Writer? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I know that there's some good publishers out there. Um, there's some great writer, like artists, like out there. Sarah Piccolelli was is a, a great writer uh, artist. But honestly, from back in the you know, t- I mean, all the way to the '80s and '90s, I mean, I can't even think of anybody that I, I read anything by. I mean, I'll, I mean, if we name our favorites, they're all men, right? I mean, Rick Remender is one of my favorite. You know. Um, uh frank uh is it miller is one of our favorite. i always forget his name mark, mark miller, miller is you know yeah. one of our favorites i mean <clears throat> there are some amazing women writers um they're just not as um alan moore alan moore yeah they're just <laughs> <laughs> they're just not out there brian michael bendis i mean these are super writers dan slot's one of my favorite spider-man writers ever I mean, it's really hard to to see women writers out there, and I think it's it is a good thing to see them in the movies. I know people criticize that that moment in Avengers Endgame. You know, I liked it. I, I loved it. Was, I, thought I thought it was, it was awesome. Good. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't
0: mind it. I think they handled Captain Marvel as as well as they could. Yeah, that Absolutely. they didn't
2: they didn't ruin the movie with Captain Marvel. Um, they did ruin the Captain Marvel movie, but they didn't ruin Captain Marvel in the Avengers. And so, um, I think that's great. I think that they should force the issue. I mean, you can get a totally different perspective on characters and um I think it's great I just it's hard to to criticize it in a a point of life where that wasn't the thing you know back then women unfortunately were at homes and you know they stayed to take care of the kids and wasn't till you know after war and stuff like that that really ruined kind of you know life a little bit that they had to go back out in the work field and you know they wanted to be who they needed to be so I think you know, for, I mean, it's hard to criticize the 50s, 60s and 70s. You know, that's just how it was. It's a matter of representation. Yeah.
0: Right? And representation can be, you know, it's it, it can be a negative. It can be a positive. I mean, it's it's kind of it's it, it doesn't, in my opinion, lean one way or the other. It's just matter of fact. Right. Yeah. The fact is, is that you write what you know. Right. Um, And there's not a lot of female writers. And so it's hard to write from a female perspective, especially in the 60s and 70s and 50s. So you write what you know. You write, if you're a male, then you write from a male's perspective. And and then you try to, like, you know, empathize and put yourself into f- your female characters as best you can. But that's not what you know. So I think that, you know, that's that's what we're reading. We're just reading um, representation of the 50s and 60s during the during the comic book area.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and I think I I, I completely agree. And, and Zach, you made a point that like that's going to change, and I think that we are seeing that. Like, I haven't necessarily seen a, a female writer like rise to the top and like become somebody that's well known yet. But I think that's going to happen. And I think that Mark Miller, his his um, storyline with Reborn um, was a female lead, and he I think I did a fantastic job with that. I mean, we all love that story. That's true, and I think that Saga has a has a lot of strong female characters in it that are I think they have depth and have some great point of view. So Image Comics is like we've already talked about how they're ahead of the curve and, and they're they're changing the game. But I think that that's just another level that they're on um, from a you know a female perspective is just coming um, and being a prominent prominent aspect of it. So definitely think that it's coming, and I think that that's a big reason like we don't like these characters or we're not buying these characters because yeah. It's written by these old dusty farts that... Yeah, I, anything, I didn't grow up, up that way. I, I grew yeah. up with,
2: uh, with girls in a household and, you know, there was... I had three sisters. And, I have five sisters, bro. Jeez, I mean, I grew five up five sisters, a mom, and a grandma. That's how I grew up. Yeah, and so yes. there's no, there's no. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, yeah, I was bro. like five. That's seven, how count.
0: <laughs> seven, seven females, dog. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: I, I have, I mean, and my sisters are strong, strong women, you know. So it's not like, and my wife's a strong woman, so it's not like, you know, we're not used to those things, you know what I mean? I mean, that's why I think when we do read them, we're like, what the heck is this going on? You know, like the. Captain Marvel was a really big hit cuz you had this super 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 powerful person and yet she can't she gets really angry and she throws a tantrum and you're like I don't think a, a a regular powerful woman in in our our day and age would throw a tantrum I think she'd outsmart you and get her yeah. way <laughs> so um yeah. it is it is what it is I mean it is an interesting um, I will tell you to, to read this and trying to research it, all the parallel things, there was a time trying to understand that Macron crystal and what the Phoenix did for that. That was like one of the hardest things I had to like learn. <laughs> and I'm like, I am, I had to reread, reread and reread and listen to videos to understand exactly what their connection was. Cause they don't like exactly say it. Other, you know, until you know, I like. Oh, it's like it's guardian, basically. You know what I mean? And um, there's some other guardians, like the Silver Surfer is the guardian of it too. But um, it's it was just it was such a, a, a like a web of of conflicting stories, a web of like she. How many times is she gonna die? You know, um, is she powerful? Is Plus, she it's not like powerful? so old school. It like is the way the story is told. Yeah, the
0: art style. It's just like. I mean, it, it's, it's a nod to like the, the you know, I mean, it's not that, you know, I appreciate the old school because the, the old school brought us to where we are now, I think it, but it it's is. like, oof, it's kind of rough. Like I, I had, it was choppy waters for me to get through the readings for this episode, just because I just felt like it was hard for me to follow. Yeah. Like you said, there was a lot going on. The art style is like strip newspaper comic <laughs> style, which is like just kind of tough for me. And um yeah uh, and and the character didn't have a ton of depth. I mean, she was barely even in it, yeah, so yeah, yeah I don't the, know
1: there's just yeah, in the the style of writing the 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 logic back then, like the, she gene got essentially raped by an illusionist in the mastermind, and like <laughs> they pretty much said that it happened and then Captain Marvel essentially got raped by an alien force when she was abducted in her storyline like and like it was just like yeah. That's what happened. But, like, never – forcefully
2: <laughs> put that woman in that position. It's like it, she couldn't – she wasn't, yeah. like, tricked by, like, uh, like, a mind trap, you know, like the penguin, like, Batman or, like, the, the Joker trick. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, the only way we can make you do what we want you to do is by
0: – Forcing you.
2: Forcing yeah. you to give up that booty. And, and
1: Batman was never anally penetrated yeah. <laughs> when he was mind trapped by the <laughs> penguin. So it's just –
2: so um, it is it is a weird thing to read um I you know it, it, I'll be honest it kind of what Zach was saying it is a hard thing if you're not used to read comics and trying to read the old stuff man that's a hard thing it's not easy I you know yeah. I had a hard time to do it too but you know I've obviously read a lot of old stuff as well for this for this adventure that we're on and um it's fun for me but it is it is a difficult thing so if you want to research it you know
1: yeah, we have a goal, so we, we're, we like, motivated to, yeah, right. motivate just to do it for pleasure. <laughs> like, I can imagine that being really tough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but we do have a movie coming out, you know, Dark Phoenix. Um, Zach's kind of already revealed his prediction, thinks it's going to be, is it one-star trash can or just trash? W- where are you?
0: Um, out of 10, I predict a 4.
1: Okay, so 40%? Yeah. All right, what about you, JR? Where are you at? Oh, you it's man,
2: it's so hard because I do love, like, the vision or the the way they they make these movies look now, you know what I mean? Like, the, I also
0: love Sansa. Yeah, uh, like, I'm rooting for her 100. Is that so? Is that Sophie Turner?
2: Famous. Yeah, okay, super, yeah. Sophie Turner. I want her to like Dude, be a list star. Yeah, are you kidding me? Um What?
1: She's God, the worst part good. of Game of Thrones.
2: I'm like lost.
0: <laughs> look at <laughs> okay. this. I,
2: look, <laughs> let me screenshot that face, <laughs> bro. I can't. I'm like,
0: er? what do you mean? <laughs> She should have won the Iron Throne at the end, bro. No, she should not have. Bro, this, I, I mean, I'm gonna not go on a tangent and take this episode on a whole nother freaking conversation,
1: but I just disagree hard. Okay, go ahead, she got yeah. shafted like the entire series, don't get me wrong, but she, yeah. I, don't, I'm not, I, don't like, I don't, I don't like, I sympathize for her, but I, right. I don't fucking like root okay, for her yeah. or anything. Um, All she does is fucking pout and.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm, be, I'm getting baited. I'm getting snotty. baited.
1: Just fuck JR, go
0: ahead.
2: All right, no, I'll man. go. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Um, I'm going to give it I, – I think uh, it's kind of an ending, so I, I feel like they're going to rush it kind of like they did um, <clears throat> with the Deadwood TV series where they just rushed the ending. <laughs> You know, Man, everything's
1: getting rushed. Game of Thrones rushed to hell. Like, yeah, so yeah. I, I
2: don't like that. Um, so I'm gonna give it a five. But I do. I think it visually it's gonna look great. I mean, you got the, the Dark Phoenix coming out. Um, you get the Ducey characters. I mean, I, I read this. Um, <clears throat> I, I tried. It. Well, obviously, we're staying away from reviews. So, uh, but hopefully, it, it, it does. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it's ending. It's really. I don't think it's gonna be great either. <laughs> it's just, it's just. But I, I will go spend the 25 bucks go watch it and then another 25 bucks to go eat food at the same time so 50 bucks what it's gonna watch for our giddy
1: up on that cheetos popcorn
2: no i don't want the cheeto shit the, cheetos shits, the so flaming hot no. the
1: flaming hot shits no <laughs> spray paint the porcelain <laughs> of your toilet spray bowl after you have orange. some flaming <laughs> hot cheetos let's <laughs> be the slogan i
2: think i'll dip out on that do you
1: want an orange toilet Get some fame <laughs> Jesus. Mm.
2: So, yeah, five.
1: Five, okay. So, I might be in the minority here, but I feel like the new X-Men saga is not as bad as everybody thinks it is. It's not. Like, First Class was probably my favorite X-Men movie when it came out. Yeah. Days of Future's Past was arguably better. Like, I Pretty thought good. it was so good and That's so That's a great well storyline, by the way. Absolutely. And the freaking way that they made time travel, like... Understandable while going Mm -hmm. through it because whenever it's a time travel movie, it gets so confusing and so annoying. And this one, they did such a good job of keeping it like lateral where you could follow it. And yeah, Apocalypse, it flopped, but it wasn't terrible. It was great. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. And I think the big reason why is the cast. I mean, James McAvoy, we all love. Right. Great. Um, uh, Fa- Michael Fassbender, I think is his Michael name Fassbender, is. Michael
2: Fassbender, yeah. Magneto, great actor. a beautiful actor. Magneto. I think it's like perfect. So good. Perfect
1: yeah. Magneto. The, the Xavier and Magneto perfectly perfectly yeah. encapsulated in those kinda two I Kind of like actors. the
2: first set of movies too. They were kind of good too.
1: Yeah, and, and then you got uh, – Freaking, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence, uh, who I don't really like her in this, but she's a well-known actress. Yeah, she's, she's a little, good little actress. pouty as yeah. uh, Mystique, she's not badass enough to be Mystique. Yeah. Um, and then you got Sophie Turner, who like I mean she, I, I give a hard time because I don't like how Game of Thrones ended, but Zach likes her, and she's a she's an up and coming actress, and she's obviously she started when she was twelve, and Game of Thrones, and now she's like this like goddess of yeah, whatever. starring
2: and, in her own movie.
1: Yeah. So it's it's like just the cast alone is just. Good enough to carry these movies, and the storylines aren't terrible. So I feel like this it's it's really getting a bad rap because of the apocalypse movie, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. Like I think it's going to be sixty three, sixty five. I'll, I'll give it a six point five, um, and I think that the actors are just too good to not be yeah. put out a decent product. Like I, I can't imagine it being a four with James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender. Like they're just too good. Yeah. So, so that's that's where I'm at. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a six point five. So we're all kind
0: of in the same area,
1: yeah, four or five, 6.5. If it was a different storyline, we'd be probably higher, but like nobody, just nobody gives a shit about I'm just Phoenix. I mean, it's,
0: it it baffles me that they're retelling the story again. Like, pick a different story, and it's serious kind of if you're gonna have the X Men, pick kind of a different, a different
2: story. story, too. It's not like like, I mean, it's the same story, but they kind of just like you're in the same universe, but yet you're kind of doing um like the Jean gray you know it's it's like it's just a weird like they're it's it's the same but it's not you know what i mean like from the x-men yeah. last stand and you're like is this part of it is this not part of it like I and mean, they use
1: the same like actors from the old one and the new one yeah with the just it's past and like
2: it is confusing you know. i mean i guess it matches the book i mean you're just like where is this taking me you know what i mean and i don't understand there's different characters there's different gene grays Scott Summers has so many kids. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's a fuckboy. So that puts us at uh, 5.2. So 52%
1: is what we're predicting. Sounds Um, all right. Yeah. So I I guess we probably already have Zach's vote, but uh, which Gene Grady prefers? Sophie Turner or... I don't know how to say her name. Fomke Uh, Jansen?
2: Yeah. Femke? Is it F-A-M-K? F-A-M-K-E. Oh, Femke, yeah. Yeah. Clearly Sophie Turner. I do like Sophie Turner. Her hair looks more red than um than the other actress she had more of like an actual red color to her hair you know what i mean not like a normal redhead person would be that was kind of a weird scenario but um uh i'm gonna say i i loved her in this in the apocalypse movie so sophie turner i'm gonna probably love her in this and i just the old movies are old movies i mean it's really hard to hate you know there is some nostalgic there i mean ice man was amazing i thought in those movies like but um, Bobby. Bobby Bobby the heartthrob um but yeah I'm gonna say Sophie Turner is probably the better version um visually it's just not fair I mean we're we're 10 years 15 years later I mean this CGI stuff is just yeah. over the top so
1: I don't know I, I I guess when I and it's probably nostalgia you're right but like when I think about Jean Grey I think of her you know putting bringing Wolverine back to health when they first found him I think of her you know Putting Cyclops' glasses in front of him when they're in the Statue of Liberty so he can shoot the lasers at yeah that's Toad. a that's like, a classic I think, movie. I think of her becoming the Phoenix and asking Wolverine to kill her, and she gets dead. St- like, I, like I, I think of all those, and I think of her becoming the Phoenix, like protecting the ship at uh, Stryker's lab and everything. Like, I, just, yeah. I feel like she had a much more prominent role, and Sophie Turner is just kind of thrown in here at the end of the <clears> current. Yeah, podcast. she's she learning her powers. Class. Yeah, so she's just so fresh. I'm not nothing about her as an actress. I think she's a great actress, but. When I think of Jean Grey, I still think of Fomke before I think of Sophie Turner, um, but I mean, I'm sure she'll do a good job. And yeah. also, it's just weird that like, because I do think she's a she's a beautiful woman, but like, I started watching her when she was 12 on Game of Thrones. Like, I don't know. It's like you go back to season <laughs> one, and then you watch season eight, and it's like this is weird. Like, like my buddy Toby, who works up with me, he's obsessed with Arya. It's like, dude, she was 11 when you start when you started watching the show. He said, Yeah, but that was eight seasons ago, bro. You started binge watching the show a month ago. <laughs> so a month ago, running into this girl, <laughs> like, oh no, like, oh like, no, you didn't let it have eight years to so like. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Zach arguably has the best hoodie you've ever seen with the the Aria Jordan logo. <laughs> Love that hoodie. That's fucking that's just dope. heat, huh? Yeah, that shit's dope, dude. <laughs> fucking <laughs> sick. Um, all right, so I, I guess we're kind of all all on the same page. Nobody's really. Uh, Gung ho about Jean Grey, but everybody appreciates her power and her and and understands her struggle. But at the same time, it's like not enough depth, not enough stuff given to the character to make us care about her.
2: Yeah,
1: bro. What's up with that dog?
2: I know. I'm about to shut this window. that dog wants to be in the podcast. Like, where's my where's my 15 minutes?
0: Trying trying to get famous. I know. Pup. Get Try,
1: you trying to get you trying to get famous, pup. Sorry, right. Right there, guys. You're good. Um. Yeah. So uh, I mean, what else do you guys got? Anything you want to touch on with Gene before we close out? I think we tap yeah. It. Actually,
0: no. are you telling me that you do not appreciate the character development that Sansa Stark went through <laughs> this in Game of Thrones? Uh, not like even Gene Gray. <laughs> like, how can you not appreciate the character development? She went from damsel in distress, complete victim, super helpless to being accidentally Cersei's, like, study, like, I guess apprentice almost, to taking what she learned from Cersei and becoming the queen of the North. Cold-hearted, straight up, show up when she needs to, brutally murder her enemies. She had Ramsay eaten by his own dogs and she watched. She As she should have, for sure. As she should have, yeah. She She turned into a beast, bro. And you're telling me you you
1: don't like that. How she started from nothing, started from the bottom. I, okay, so she was pissing me off when Daenerys and John were in Winterfell. And she was just being so like sassy, like, I don't trust her. I don't I don't, I don't. trust Bro, her. Bro, she had every right to. And she was right the and entire And then John literally, where uh, are we going to go in this? John fucking did what he had to do. And murdered the love of his life to save the world. And they fucking shaft him and sent him up to the goddamn Night's Watch again. And so Sansa's like, yeah, that makes sense. Because if he didn't, I wouldn't be queen of Winterfell. So, yeah, send him to the Night's Watch. And she didn't say I that verbatim. She was verbatim. Probably trying to protect him. Oh, bullshit. What was, the, what was the other She option? wanted the, Had the North. killed? No, he could be isolated in Winterfell. Be the king of the North. That's, they're not; even, they're independent anyways. It wouldn't have fucking mattered. But Sansa's like, "Yeah, send him the watch, so I can be Queen of Winterfell and rule over shit." When she didn't do a goddamn thing and John did everything. So yes, actually, she saved John's life and won the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, Without my, her, John would have been dead. My bias, Well, John would have came back from the dead because that's what he does. My bias oh, for John makes me not appreciate Sansa that much. But all all that aside, Sophie Turner did a great job.
0: Man, oof! Wow. All right, John got Agree. fucking Agree to raked over the he goals, did get shafted, though.
1: So tough, pissed me off. Yeah, all and after all that, like eight, seven, seven and a half seasons of just character development and storyline <laughs> development, and then they call an audible at the last second and Bran's king, and then it's over. It's like, fuck off, Game of Thrones. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that concludes our episode of Gene Cray. Um, We are going to be dropping a reaction episode once Star Phoenix airs. Um, Again, thank you so much for you guys listening in. So sorry for the the delay there. We had some technical difficulties and we had to wait for a storyline to pop up for us to air it. So appreciate you guys sticking with us uh, through the gap. And we're going to be putting out some stuff regularly here. Um, Do you guys want to – what's the word? plug plug, <laughs> I, was thinking plug. Um,
2: you don't I don't have anything to plug. i just want to say thanks to all the um statue goers um we're getting a lot of uh, likes on our statue sundays so if you're listening we want to say thanks and welcome to the episodes and welcome to the show hopefully you Absolutely. stick with us um so we'll be doing that every sunday yeah so keep going
1: lots of statue f- fans out there not a whole lot of alcoholics so let's let's kind of tell your friends <laughs> to drink a lot To yeah let's the get them involved too. Yeah. damn drunk, <laughs> get on board we got, we got drinks for days Z you got anything you want to plug um just
0: social media see us on social media um search Hop Heroes on Facebook um we got all kinds of announcements and new stuff coming out all the time on that so peep peep game
1: peep game spread the good word send out some some links to some friends that enjoy comics enjoy drinking or enjoy ridiculous arguments because you know we supply all three we're the triple crown here so Uh, throw the love out, please help spread the word.
2: And, uh, we appreciate you and we'll see you guys next week.